Season 2, Space Cadets and the Pirates of the Outer Rim. Written by Brent Winzek and Jordan Stein. Sound designed by Chris Shendigay and Man of Science Studios. Executive produced by the Jimmy Will Company. Episode 4, Back from the Dead. I've got a news station. ...from Parliament, where Prime Minister Salieri is about to address the rebels. Just moments ago, Captain Elabrap and his pirates attacked military targets on Hirnos at ISF Post Fort Dakota. Rest assured that we intend to make it clear. An attack on our troops is an act of war, and an act of war will be answered in kind. To the pirates of the Outer Rim, the ISF sends this simple message. Withdraw from Smith's Point, or face a coalition ready and willing to employ all means necessary. There you have it, plain and simple. It is no longer whether the war will start, but when. They know that in Smith's Point and in Cortalic. 108 years of peace between nations now hangs by a thread. The only question is, who will make the first move? September 7th, 2353 AD, 3.37 AM. The Red Wida barrels towards Hirnaz as ISF ships of all sizes rush to evacuate the planet, completely overpowered by hordes of pirate ships. The cadets strain to see what's happening through the cloud of debris waltzing in orbit. Everyone report to the battle stations and strap in. Hank, man the main console. Doc and Argyle, cover the turrets at stern. Aye. Affirmative. Remember everyone, with manual inputs, the targeting system will only stay locked for about 0.5 seconds, so stay sharp. Jablon, you take the forecastle turrets. Let them know we're here. Aye, sir. My pleasure. Jablon noses the Red Wida down into the carnage. Jablon, you're locked on. Target down! From the planet below, the ISF Intrepid punctures Hirnos's exosphere with its arrowhead-shaped frame. Pirate galleons circle it like buzzards around a carcass. I've got a battleship labeled ISF Intrepid breaking atmosphere behind us. Jablon. Let them know we're friendlies. Grimtash, come on! Yeah, that's a negative. What? Well, what does that mean? It means the comm's still on the fritz. Pirate galleons closing in on the Intrepid. We're just gonna have to put on a show. Nice one, Hank! The ISF Intrepid must have seen that. It's backing off. Danger lights, Argyle. What are danger lights? Danger lights. Warning. Hull breach in sector nine. Warning. Hull breach in sector nine. Everybody hold on! Below deck, the wider rattles uncontrollably. Stanek's turret erupts in smoke and sparks. His hands clench the triggers as pink lightning ripples from his right arm. The electricity travels through the red wide as guns, tangling with the war galleon's engines. 
Jablon's fingers dance over his console as he strains to regain control, but the Wida lists, its engine smoking like an old locomotive. Brace for impact! The ISF Intrepid fires mag harpoons that catch the Red Wida, towing it into a spacious docking bay. We're, uh... We're dead. Docked! We've landed. You okay, Hank? Yeah. I'm good. Crew, sound off. Argyle and Nemegayan here. Heavy damage at stern. Captain? Walt? Armed ISF detail. Gathering outside. Argyle, you and Doc help Stanek out of the ship. Copy that. As Hank and Jablon climb out into the intrepid stocking bay, a squadron of ISF soldiers rush to meet them. At the opposite end of the bay, Lieutenant Cobb steps forward. My name's Lieutenant Andromeda Cobb. You are now in the custody of the ISF Intrepid. Identify yourselves. Lieutenant, my name is Hank. I'm a Vice Admiral for the Interplanetary Space Federation and appointed navigator of the Space Cadets mission. Our crew's been missing for- I'm familiar with the Space Cadets incident. You're here for Admiral Kliptok? We received her distress signal. Nemegain and Argyle heft the unconscious Stanek down out of the Red Wida. Is that what I think it is? That's Doc. If you're thinking he's a Candelonian, then yes. He's probably the scientific discovery of the century. Yes, he is. And he's under my supervision. And who's supervising you? Technically, that would be the unconscious guy. That explains quite a bit. Lieutenant, can we get our captain some medical attention? Come with me. You should all be examined. In the med bay, the cadets are tended to by medbots that hover around them, poking and prodding before delivering them back to Lieutenant Cobb. She leads them into an observation room overlooking Stanek's unconscious body. Oh, good. You matched with a mobility suit. Yeah, good fit, too. Thanks. Of course. Oh, congratulations, Vice Admirals Hank and Jablon. You're back from the dead. What happened to Kliptok? The pirates infiltrated Fort Dakota. A labyrinth took her. Thank God, Walt's not conscious. I intend to get her back. We intend to help. Good. I was hoping that would be the case. Who is this man? That's Vice Admiral Walter Stanek, appointed captain of the Space Cadets mission. If he were Walter Stanek, the system would recognize him. But that's him. I'm afraid it's worse. Your captain is dying. My condolences. I'm here to answer any questions. Medbot, what does this mean? 87.3% human? The patient is undergoing mutation. Scan showed the right phalanges, metacarpus, carpus, ulna, and radial bones are all decalcified. Is the, uh, pink glowing part, are these colors accurate? Affirmative. An unidentified mineral is replacing the calcium in his bones at an aggressive rate. As it spreads, he becomes less human. Oh, shit, Walt. May I see this? Yes, of course. 
The energy intensifies when the patient is under stress. When heart rate increases or adrenaline is released, the patient will emit potentially lethal bursts of energy. Grimtash. There's no denying this is due to Goliathan exposure. Goliathan what? We found the Goliathon. That's why we were missing. I'm sorry, are we talking about the Goliathon? The bedtime story? Not just a story, I've seen it. We all have. We found it on an uncharted planet, along with Doc. We're all willing to corroborate that. Okay. I believe you. For now. The captain held the Goliathon in his right hand, and the exposure healed an old wound. But the captain's been feeling sick for some time now. Argyle, did you... did you know about this? Walt told me in confidence. He didn't want to alarm anyone. Too late! I was respecting his wishes. What are his symptoms, Argyle? He's reported fatigue since we left Lassaport. He has a fever that comes and goes. The skin on his right arm is chapped and dry, and for the past month he's described numbness and discomfort in his arm. I did convince him to talk to Nemagayan about it, and he seemed to think... The Gali cannot share. Nemagayan, please. The captain's life is at stake. If you have any idea what might be causing this, you must help us. The Gali Candelonians prepare for Garah. Who? Garah, who led the Candelonians to colonize the second homeworld. Garah who separated the Goliathan from Zeremoth and hid it away from those who would misuse it. The Gali passed down his teachings and wait for his successor to carry the light. I've never heard of Gura. How does one carry the light? Hold on. Just want to make sure I follow. You all went missing on an alien world where you found the Goliathan. Your captain is infected with some unknown mineral, and somehow it all ties into this Candelonian's religious beliefs? Did we mention there were pirates? And there were pirates, right? Got it. The captain is not Gora. Only a Candelonian can carry the light. Perhaps that's not true. No. It is true. It is written. Then again, you must stay calm. Medbot also mentioned that stress and adrenaline provoke a defense mechanism? I saw it. He took that pirate ship down with Goliathan energy. If Walt's firing off that energy and his body can't take it, he could kill a lot of people. Or burst into dust. Lieutenant Cobb, we have contact with military council. You're needed at the command bridge. Copy that, Hudson. Vice Admirals Jablon and Hank, you're welcome to join me for this debriefing. They'll want to know you're here. Nemagayan, will you look after the captain? Be here when he wakes up? Where do you think you're going? I'd like to help. You can help by staying here. Tend to Captain Stanek. Besides, the Candelonian's under your supervision, so supervise him. Lieutenant Cobb leads Jablon and Hank to a dark green command room on the top deck of the Intrepid. The cadets hang back in the shadows as she steps into the center of the room. A purple monolith glows on the opposite wall, projecting a hologram of Admiral Barrett. Lieutenant Cobb, thank heavens. What's going on? Why hasn't anyone reported back? Port Dakota has fallen to the pirates. We sustained heavy casualties and had to retreat. 
I've got the Intrepid packed with survivors. Do you have a damage report yet? Still working on a damage report, sir, but it'll be grim. Another monolith glows, projecting the image of Fleet Admiral Sutherland, the Space Cadet's senior officer. The whiskers on his jowls tremble as he listens. We lost Fort Dakota, sir. I'd like to send a rescue mission and try to recover Vice Admiral Kliptok. She was captured by Captain Elaborap. Debbers are hot and Council is pushing for war, especially Prime Minister Salieri. I think it would be wise to put a team on the ground to gather intel and extract Admiral Kliptok from Smith's Point. And I have some unexpected help. What the hell are they doing here? Nice to see you too. Is there a problem, sir? You're damn right there's a problem. We don't harbor deserters, Lieutenant. With all due respect, sir, I was briefed on the Space Cadet's incident when Admiral Kliptok was assigned to Fort Dakota. You exonerated Kliptok after a Labarap resurfaced. Why would you condemn the rest of her crew? Refusing them clearance to classified military talks is hardly condemnation. Sir, I must agree with the lieutenant on this matter. Besides, the Intrepid wouldn't have escaped Hirnos if it weren't for the space cadets. I'm surprised the ISF has military presence out here. It's a violation of the Free World's Treaty of 2245. We were in negotiations with the former Pirate Lord and the Governor of the Eastern Regions, but then a Labarap showed up. He's committed an act of war, and I think he wants the ISF to retaliate. I ought to just invade, see how long they stand up against an ISF fleet. What I saw today certainly stood up to our forces, sir. We should know how powerful it is before you retaliate. Give us a chance to extract Admiral Kliptok and assess the state of Elaborap's reinforcements. Sounds like a suicide mission. That's fine, Admiral. We've already been dead once. We can give you one full rotation. Uh, that's 21 hours in the Hirnos cycle. Admiral Sutherland, do you agree? Fine. But I'm mobilizing reinforcements to the barrier. In 21 hours, they're crossing over. How many ships? 200 to start. Be ready to intercept them, Lieutenant. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Until then. Below deck in the intrepid medbay, Stanek stirs. Nemegayan cocks his head inquisitively from the observation room. Argyle Sox snores gently in a chair. Argyle Sox. The captain awakes. Oh. Did the captain's slumber aid his recovery? Doc, what happened? Where am I? Hold on, Walt. I'll be right in. Wait here. The captain's going to be upset, but it's important we keep him in here. Namagayan understands. Good to see you awake. What happened with Clip Talk? Take it easy. Sit down. I'm fine. What happened? Where are we? We're orbiting Orcus, Hirnos' second moon. We're in the med bay of the battleship ISF Intrepid. We're being aided by Lieutenant Andromeda Cobb. She's one of Clip Doc's subordinates. 
In Clip-Tuck? She was captured. They're holding her as a prisoner of war. Who is? Cobb's helping Jablon and Hank organize a rescue operation. Argyle, who captured Clip-Tuck? The attack was orchestrated by Captain Elaborat. I've got to get her back. Lieutenant Cobb intends to- No, not Lieutenant Cobb. It has to be me. You have to stay here. Now that's not happening. I'm afraid we all agree it's not safe for you. You all agree? It's not your decision. Do you remember how you lost consciousness? I just hit my head in the collision. No, Walt. Your arm. It produced charges of Goliathan energy. We ran a full diagnostic while you were out. The bones in your arm are being replaced with this mineral. The intrepid systems didn't recognize it, but the datacom does. It's the same mineral Goliathan temple stones are made of. What? Some of your bones are storing Goliathan energy the same way those stones did. But when you're fully charged, it releases the energy, and that's a huge risk for the human part of you. The Goliathan made the captain ill. The captain carries the light. But the light burns too bright. The Goliathan is now a part of Captain Stanek. Doc, please, that's not helping. Captain, stay calm. I just want to stand up, Argyle. If you get worked up, you risk- Argyle, I don't want help. Caution. Remain calm. Nemegayan must keep his captain calm. Argyle. The captain has injured the Argyle ape. I didn't mean to. I wasn't going to hit him. The true Gura would not hurt the virtuous of heart. Doc, let me out of here. Nemegayan must keep the captain contained. Doc, as your captain, I insist you release me. That's an order, Doc! Aye, sir. Thanks, Doc. In the shadows between Hirnos' twin moons, Orcus and Nargle, a one-man life pod jettisons from the ISF Intrepid, plummeting to Smith's Point like a meteorite. Next time on Space Cadets. Stanek's decision has repercussions. Elaborap interrogates his new prisoner, and a retired marshal agrees to help the cadets. What happens next? Find out in Episode 5, Trial by Fire, coming soon to Space Cadets Radio. Get updates on Season 2 and new entries in our listener's guide at spacecadetsradio.com. That's spacecadetsradio.com.